welcome to Worlds Collide, the wrestling card podcast for wrestling fans by wrestling fans. Featuring Tony Vela from WrestlingTradingCards.com. This is like a, a stock market. Like- and Zan Morning from Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. And I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer, I'm just posing the question. Join them as they navigate the world of wrestling cards, helping you build a bigger and better collection and making some money along the way. What is up, wrestling fans, trading card collectors? It's back. No, not a round table. Not a this is your card. It's the new and improved version, kind of like new Crystal Pepsi. The top three, <laughs> although we're better than Crystal Pepsi, that's for sure. The top three is back. Insert cool audio that everyone loves here. One, two, three! Okay, we're back. Hope you guys enjoy that <laughs> one, two, three stuff. But one, two, three. I still I remember watching... So I still remember watching him doing that moonsault on Razor Ramon on that random Raw episode, and he beat them. And I'm like, what is this? The jobber is not supposed to beat Razor Ramon. And like, so that that moment, I know I know this is like, that's the one, two, three kid moment for everybody. But it, it's just something that we, you know, we talk about continuing to talk about old wrestling and kind of whether that's old wrestlers on a new Panini product or old wrestlers on a Panini product from 1995 that nobody can really find. We've, we've got to continue to talk about old wrestling just from a historical standpoint. But Absolutely. today we're talking a little bit about historical standpoint, the top three managers in wrestling and how that relates to their wrestling cards. So for my criteria that I came up, and Tony, I'd love to hear if you're with me on this or if you have a different criteria that you picked for yours. Uh, we picked the, the household names in wrestling cards. So these are the maybe the cards you see a lot of the managers that you know and love the ones mm-hmm. that were that are in your memories from growing up the ones that are currently in your memories maybe and and that's from both the hobby and the wrestling perspective and kind of combining those but then on top of that i wanted to go an extra step and say okay what are the what are the managers that fit that but then they also have a wide variety of cards we're talking everything from like vintage up to maybe some new shiny stuff and everything in between. So kind of wrapping that all together, we've come up with three managers each. Uh, Do you have anything else in your criteria that you were thinking of that I didn't mention? No, that pretty much covers it. I think it's a good way to kind of uh, gauge uh, about this topic as far as it's got to be, I mean, household names. When I first read the show notes, I saw a household name. I go, I can't think of any manager it's going to be a household name like the rock or or hulk hogan kind of thing oh oh and i kept you know reading is good tony in both wrestling <laughs> and the hobby got it okay yeah i just and, uh but and i was just the opposite because i immediate was just like i can't pick three i've got like seven or eight managers that not only do i remember them being on my tv all the time but i also see their cards all the time people collecting them and sharing them and you know we just did the episode talking about hobby love i think that the hobby love actually has a lot to do with some of the cards that I selected in this. So, yeah. And so the criteria is good here. I like it. So, um, and having a variety of cards is good. I mean, I think one of my, maybe one of mine doesn't have the same number of cards, but maybe, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I was interested to see the different, uh, the different picks we had. Let's start off and get this one out of the way. Not because it's the worst, definitely, but it's something that we both picked and that's the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. You've got, you've got the all-stars card with the pink, back pink border from when he yep. looked what was that was it uh i can't remember the group that he was in he was in a, mu- a music group um yeah i don't remember that it'll, it'll uh, come to me it'll come to me 
Yeah, and and it looks like that image is like from that album, like when he was making like he's got that like white suit on. Because even like I know he looked like that in Memphis, but when I think of him, even in Memphis, I think of him running around with like you know involved in the like the Jimmy Hart's army and you know feuding with Lawler. I don't like he looks like he's got like he almost looks like a uh, Sunny Sunny and Cher. Like he kind of looks like that in this car. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's also the, the Gentries, by the way. The Gentries, that's it. That's yes. Right. And then, you know, so you've got that and then you've got all the way up to he has got an amazing select card that I've seen of him just yelling in the micro in the megaphone right at you. And that is what a lot of people they don't they don't remember that Gentry's era or Memphis. They remember that golden age of the WWF. So you've got and, and then there's other things in between, like he's got some cool tops cards and there's something to offer everybody for no matter the era that you liked him. You know, personally, I remember I got tired of seeing him during this time. But how could you not remember him running around in WCW and he seemed to manage everybody. So you would see the Dungeons of Doom come out and he would have a Dungeons of Doom airbrushed duster jacket on. But then Nasty Boys would come out next and oh, he'd have that Nasty Boys jacket. <laughs> but then Hogan comes out and Hogan is battling with the Dungeon of Doom. And he's got like, maybe he decides he's going to wear a half and half because he's like a Hogan guy, but he's a Dungeons of Doom guy. And he's just everywhere. He's he's true. Like he was truly the mouth of the South, uh, you know, no loyalty, damn it. No, no loyalty. He was going wherever the champions were, whether it was the Hart Foundation or whether it was Hogan, he was going with them. But um, I, I, I thought Jimmy Hart had to be on this list. Agreed. I had the same thing for all the same reasons, too. I mean, just uh, a career that spans many, many decades. And um, he's got to be part of every legend that I think it's just um, it's just a name there. I mean, everybody in the and who watched wrestling who follows wrestling i think everybody kind of knows everybody knows who jimmy announced this out is and again like you said he's got something for everybody across the board whether mm-hmm. it just be some great images from base cards some cool from a historical standpoint i mean obviously part of the wrestling all-star set yep um you know and then he's got a, a, an amazing autograph card from the top set from you know the wcw set i mean there's a little bit of everything there for everybody to collect well and he's like i said he's done a little bit of everything so Maybe somebody likes to collect him because, you know, they like the Hart Foundation. And in their opinion, he's better than anybody in the Hart Foundation. He's even better than Bret Hart or Dangerous Danny Davis. Sure. Or, or maybe they are liking him from the Memphis days. Or maybe they just like him from when he was a Dungeon of Doom or Hogan and WC. Like, there's so much you could go into here. So, yep. speaking of that, I think this is a good transition. I'll go ahead and go into my next one. Paul Heyman. And, wow, where do we start with this guy? Go from managing <laughs> in the 80s. Again, Memphis, and then WCW and WA, and then, of course, being the head honcho and the mind for ECW. But then he's still managing today in one of the most prolific spots in WWE right now. So once again, you've got his cards from the early 90s and the WCW stuff, and then you've just got cards sprinkled out. There's some Fleer. Um, Unfortunately, I don't remember him having any ECW cards, although, you know, it seems like we continue to find these ECW collectibles that are popping up out of nowhere that a lot of people didn't know about. So who knows if there's a Paul Heyman ECW card, but um, this just kind of sprinkled all throughout prism. Like uh, people loved his card in prism. So once again, just like Jimmy Hart, you've got different types of cards to collect for whatever era that you enjoyed Paul Heyman. Um, but just amazing creative mind and a great manager, no matter I- I'm, I'm kind of partial, obviously 
him running ECW is my favorite Paul Heyman. My second favorite Paul Heyman was when he was wearing those satin jackets and he had that great mullet in WCW. So that, that's, that's kind of my two that, Paul Heyman. Giant but... Sony uh, uh, cell phone. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, anything on Paul Heyman before we move on to yours? No, I'll, I'll, a great, a great choice there. Um, somebody that I would probably, uh, I could have swapped out with any of my choices for sure and put him in there um, all for the same reasons. All right, you're next with your second choice. Uh, I, I'm going to go a little different for me. I I, I pick Miss Elizabeth, um, basically because there for nostalgia reasons for me. Um, obviously for the Hulkamania with Savage and Hulkamania, that whole Mega Powers thing, uh, and then going into the NWO stuff, and then she and she gets sprinkled in with some with some love here and there of, uh, you know, putting her in legend sets like that. There's the, the women's division sets and she got included in those as well. She has an official autograph card from WCW. Um, she's got early stuff from the eighties, whether it be on a circle K card or something with Savage, you know, from the, you know, uh, uh it was it 86, uh, you know, the uh, OPG. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, uh, and, and it's somebody that's like a lot of, for a lot of people, especially from, from a managing standpoint, I mean, she was also a lot of people's, that's my original diva. That's my original mm-hmm. first crush, you know, from a wrestling fan and a girl, you know, standpoint, it's just, uh, it's, it's Miss Elizabeth, you know, so wholesome yet so hot. <laughs> um, so just, uh, and then across the board, everything, you know, it's just, she's been, it was there all the way till, you know, till we lost her. Uh, she was always part of wrestling and it just, uh, it's something that stuck with me and I can look at, uh, different cards of hers will bring back like all wrestling cards do uh, should for people seeing different cards of her from different time frames will put me right back into that moment of when she was part of that organization doing whatever it was in that organization. And, uh, I, I, I love her for that. From a card perspective, I think, you know, we've talked about Jimmy Hart being in the all-stars. We've talked about Paul Heyman being in prism. That's two really iconic sets. People say what they want about Prism. It's a mm-hmm. whole another show. But we also have to look at her, like you said, being in that WCW autograph set. Like mm-hmm. that, you know, she's representing one of the most famous and sought after. She's she's represented in that set. So that's, you yes. can't take that away from her. And something else that I find very interesting that I've seen uh, Uncle Danny doing, shout out to him. And I've seen some other people doing is going after Miss Elizabeth, just straight up autos, whether it's yep. with Macho Man and whether it's an eight by 10, whether it's an index card. So they're, you know, finding her autographs out there that people are chasing. I know that that's not specifically maybe card related, but it's hobby adjacent. And I still think it yeah. all ties in together. So absolutely. And she has a beautiful signature. Like, I yep. mean, just a, just a really classy uh full signature that uh, is sorely missing from a lot of people today <laughs> from people's uh cards <laughs> but i, I love it's a great signature i love it and i'll close out with my third one and that being paul bearer and uh, that was, he was on my list man and i had cut it <laughs> this this one is like kept me paul, people sharing their paul bearer cards has kept him in my consciousness more than me actually trying to think back and remember his time. Like, obviously I remember what he did in WWF, WWE, whatever. Mm -hmm. And even some in world-class when he's Percy Pringle. But Mm -hmm. when these people share their gold cards, their gold tops, gold refractors, or I'll tell you one of my favorite ones is I don't remember the year, but it's a heritage Chrome set that has him in it. And he's making like one of the worst faces 
I could, you know, he always made those faces. Yeah. At 98 comic images. That's an, that's another good one that he's yeah. making one of those faces. And I think it's hilarious, but it also, again, sends me back to that time. And the more people that are putting together these like Paul Bearer PCs and the different kinds of refractors you can do with them, it, it's keeping me in that consciousness to remind me of all those great times I grew up watching him and how I would, I thought he was like awesome, creepy, and hilarious all at the same time. Yeah, I, I even I think one of my favorite cards of him though too is I, I like it from the action pack card uh, with him and Taker together with the, the casket. casket. Yeah, yeah, yeah the casket. <laughs> it's such a great shot, and there's a, a countless. Well, it's a countless, there's there's a good number of great shots of him too uh, from the Merlin sets mm -hmm. um, that we just we don't talk entirely enough about those Merlin sets, and I think that's going to be a segment I'm going to end up probably covering on WTC uh, TV with uh, talking about those sets. But um, uh, he's just always again the uh, the really creepy, quirky looking facial expressions. Um, and there's a character there you can just, you can go back and identify with as a wrestling fan and take you back to whatever era he was in, um, and remember those matches and those uh, those feuds that uh, he would either have with you know either with Taker or against Taker in some cases too. You know with Kane and stuff. Yep. But it was um, again he was on my list because it was such a such a great cool manager character and then I, I i had to drop him for my for my my guy yeah and it's somebody you know we've all seen the the managers like you know like i mentioned a, a paul Heyman or jimmy hart where they come back there they got a gimmick they they're basically the mouthpiece for the guy and that's what paul bearer was but paul bearer was also like a, like we had never seen a manager like that before to, to my no. knowledge like, and it's I, so it's so over the top with yeah it was just yeah. so over the top stuff and it just um but it, it worked. It clicked. It was like, especially if you were younger at that time when he came around. And I I, I mean, I wasn't, you know, very young, but I was, uh, uh, you know, still of, of age to the point where like, it was like, it was just quirky to me. Like, this is kind of silly, stupid, but it works for me kind of thing. You know? I was more scared of him than I was The Undertaker. I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can see that. All right. Last on your list. Best for last, maybe. Uh, for me. I have Bobby the Brain Heenan, man. I mean, it's so hard to not not pick the weasel. I mean, if we if we could, I could put him in two categories. I could put him in as one of the greatest managers of all time. I can put him as one of the greatest mouthpieces of all time, you know, commentators as well. There's a guy who transcended everything in the hobby from going, being somewhat competing and, you know, competing in the ring sometimes, even early, early, early in his career uh, to becoming a great manager. I mean, Managing Andre the Giant. I mean, come on. I mean, the guy oftentimes just him alone and being the voice of a talent could put that talent over and make me interested in that talent mm -hmm. um, because that talent alone just wasn't doing it for whatever reason. Maybe they're not very good in the microphone and couldn't cut a decent promo. He could. I don't think anybody can touch Bobby the Brain Heenan for me, for my, for, for me, for my money spent. Nothing gets better than Bobby the Brain Heenan for me. Uh, and then going on in a natural progression to go into and becoming a commentator from multiple promotions and being the best at it, no matter what, Bobby the Brain Heenan, bar none, is is the best at, at, to ever do it for me. I just uh, and cards galore for that guy. The guy's got cards everywhere. And uh, again, even from that historical WCW series, he has an autograph card in there as well. Um, just unbelievable to me. Yeah, from a card perspective, he's in the All Stars. He's in the WCW yep. autos. And the only thing we're missing from him is a you know Bobby the Brain Heenan prism, which I know it won't be maybe the inaugural prism, but maybe we get a you know prism black, uh, you know 
Bobby the Brain Heenan and Andre the Giant in his black singlet in the same picture. Like that would be a cool card. How so, cool would it be? Like how cool would it be to have a cut signature of Bobby the Brain Heenan and Andre the Giant? Yeah, that would be fantastic. I'm a, I'm, a true I'm, one of one. <laughs> I'm excited about it. Just think about it. <laughs> hey, you never know what Panini could do or soon to be fanatics at some yeah. point. It, it'll be interesting to see what can happen, what the possibilities will be. And um, it seems like I know this is kind of a separate topic. We touched on it, but it seems like WWE is getting a little bit more receptive to these companies and like giving them the ability to have potentially something else included in the cards other than just a plain white t-shirt swatch or a plain yeah. black t-shirt swatch. So we'll see what happens. But, um, you know, specifically with the cards, one of my favorite Bobby the Brain Heenan cards I have is something that a lot of people I don't think know about, but a lot of people don't talk, they don't like it. And that's a leaf card. And yeah. it is a triple swatch of, Bobby the Brain, Vince McMahon, and Roddy Piper. And they're all pieces of like player worn. You know, they don't say where they were sure. worn, but um, I just thought I saw that and I was like, when are you going to find these three iconic names and their, you know, event used stuff on the same card ever again? So I, I had to get it. So that's one of my favorite. I, I also have a Bobby the Brain Heenan All Stars auto that I, I love and part of the set that I'll probably never right. get rid of. But you spoke about how he would. He would be the mouthpiece for somebody that maybe couldn't do something. I mm -hmm. found that as an announcer, he was very, very good at that. Maybe even more so than a manager because I'd be watching WCW and he'd be making these like inside jokes or, you know, cracking on the jobbers in the ring or making fun of the NWO. And that entertainment that he provided as an announcer to me was almost even more entertaining than him as a manager. So true. like start it, to it, finish, his so, whole career so is just, it, it's it spans everything you could potentially want from yeah, a manager, a mouthpiece, an announcer, cards. Like, it's a total package. Yeah, incredibly witty, too. Like, it's off the cuff, like, not even scripted, just um, just being super quick to a punchline. It was just, uh, it was just, there'll, there'll never be another Bobby the Brain Heenan. One of the few guys that dropped an F-bomb on live TV and it actually got through when Brian Pillman <laughs> ran up beside him and started shaking him because Bobby has that neck injury. So uh, the, the memories that these wrestling cards send us back to. All of them. And yep. I think that's it. Uh, and yep. I also want to say that this was a, you know, we always tell you guys to reach out to us, tag us and stuff. This was a suggestion. We're starting to get more suggestions and I love it. We put these in the archives and we get to them as we can. This one was suggested by somebody to do a video. Like, I think it may have been on the YouTube channel that it was like, hey, talk about manager cards. And then yeah. lo and behold, Chuckster says, you should do a top five manager cards. And I was like, well, actually, we already have a top three for the podcast yeah. for the manager. So if you guys have requests on more top threes, if you have a this is your card you want to see. If you just have a topic that has nothing to do with that and you want us to talk about it, if we get enough of them, we can do just a whole Q&A episode and we may even be able to do like a live stream Q&A episode that, sometime. Not a bad idea. They're, they're, the possibilities are endless for whatever you, the audience wants. So just let us know, reach out, tag us on social media. And real quick, I know they can probably know where to find you, but we got to do it anyway. Tony, let everybody know where they can find you. WrestlingTradingCards.com, sir. Um, all of our social media uh, accounts are on the bottom of every single page. Click on it. Take your right to it. And um, yeah, it's pretty simple. So. And I want to also say, I do say this periodically, make sure to check out the YouTube channel, WTC TV. There's 
like anything and everything you could want about wrestling cards is being spoke about across numerous videos on there, whether it's interviews with, you know, indie card producers. If you want some of the more modern talk, Adam, and he brings in different people on each one of his yeah, videos. We, we, we definitely, we definitely have uh it's, it's transitioning from just a WTC TV to the WTC TV network. network. So mm-hmm. it, it's something we I've talked about for a long time on this, on this podcast and others uh, on my own. Uh, just to try to expand and giving people a an opportunity to have a voice to uh, you know talk about how they perceive the hobby, the market, uh, whatever they want to get uh, you know uh, out there to help share, maybe help educate, get their perspectives out. Um, it does alleviate me from the burdens of having to put out uh, episodes every single week. Uh, so I appreciate the people who are putting uh, stuff out there. Uh, whether you like it or don't like it, you don't have to watch everything. Um, but you know, if maybe you got a different viewpoint, I'd love to have you on, man. I don't care who you are. I'd love to have you on and talk about, uh, you know, how you feel about the market, how you feel about certain sets that come, come out over the years. Um, you know, it just, it should be a platform to help educate everybody. It's kind of what we do here. That's actually what we do here. Um, it's just to try to put out the information out there and let you kind of digest it and see how it, uh, how it makes your belly feel, man. <laughs> and, uh, hopefully you can, um, you know, it's something that is tasty enough for you to want to come back, listen to and, and consume more. Uh, or maybe you say, you know what, that's just not for me. I'm going to go over here. It doesn't matter. We just want to, uh, you know, share our perspectives. Well, and the variety that you're, you're, you're putting out there is it like, there's something for everyone. It's, it's kind of like a buffet. So if you don't like everything on the buffet, but one person, just continue to go back and watch that one person that appears on all of the videos. Maybe you just like one specific type of card. Like you can go back and find out any of the videos that are talking about that specific time or era or whatever. So, and also Tony, I don't, we've talked about this before and I don't want to like overstep my boundaries. Although I feel like I'm like adjacently related to the WTC network, but if, if you guys are out there and you're wanting to produce content, you have an idea and you can be counted on to do like, you know, uh, a monthly series, a bi-month, a weekly series, you know, whatever it is, reach out to Tony or me or somebody else. We can kind of brainstorm something for you to come on and join the WTC network if everything could line out properly. Yeah, so- I, I'd be happy to, to, to. I mean, when you have a channel, you're only allocated, I believe, 12 playlists, I think is all you're allowed to have. Those playlists become... Uh, you, now, now you look at it as the, the channel itself becomes like a TV and then all those channels are the only things you have on the dial. And after that, I mean, I have to kind of start crunching things together. So I'm kind of rearranging things and I will make room for people to have their own little channel. They want that. Like, I would be happy to give you the access that you need to get in there and, uh, and, and, and do that. So, um, yeah, just hit me up. Yeah. If you, if you guys ever thought about producing content, one of the two of us, if not both, or maybe somebody else that is kind of, you know, within our hobby can help you out with that. And we'll get you on the WTC network so you can talk more about wrestling cards, because as we always say, the more we talk about wrestling cards, the more this hobby grows and the more fun we're having overall. So thank you guys for listening. Please subscribe, hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to this on. Uh, Leave us a review if you're enjoying this. Share with a friend, tell a friend, family member. Let wrestling fans know, most importantly, because we're trying to get all of the wrestling fans, well, not all because it's not for everybody, but wrestling fans, I think, just don't understand that wrestling cards exist. They know figures, they know t-shirts. We say that all the time, but they're still, we're getting more and more every year. 2022 was huge. Let's yep. double that. Let's triple that for 2023, getting more people in the hobby. So thank you for your time today, taking the time out of your schedule to download this, listen to what we have to say, and let us know on social media. Again, tag us in anything you want. 
But if you're going to tag us in one thing and you want to make a statement, whether it's good or bad, there's only one statement you can make about wrestling cards. What did it say? Wrestling cards rule. Wrestling cards rule. We'll see you.